0: Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle.
1: The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle
2: in Florida.
0: It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice clock! Nice clock. NRK! NRK!
1: NRK! Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great Sunday. Make sure you check out my website. Go to my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E dot Now I'm trying to cut down on all my plugs. So if you go to Tuttle.net, that's going to provide you with every single thing going on in my life. Online Now, I want to get right into this. Yesterday, I was recording my podcast. If you don't know, I record my podcast throughout the day because I got a lot of other stuff going on that I need to take care of. Plus, I'm working out, trying to take care of myself, so I'm not getting, well, I don't want you to think that I'm not 100% on this podcast that I'm doing, because I am, but I've got to get better at multitasking, and I have. I have a schedule. I've been getting up probably about 7 o'clock every morning, which, if I'm being honest, is late compared to what I used to get up during the morning show. Fuck, I was up at 3 30 every goddamn morning to get in and get prepared, prep the show, and be on the air at 6 a.m. I know I only worked until 10. Well, not really. I would get off at 10, then I would have to do the after show work until 12, take care of some post-production, and then get off maybe about one thirty, two o'clock. But yes, I record throughout the day, and then I start editing maybe around 7 o'clock, and then I I like to have it up no later than midnight. But yesterday, while I was recording, I get in the middle of things, and I forgot that Baba the guy that I used to work for, Bubba the Love Sponge, was doing his Friday night show, 199. And my producer, Vulture, texted me and said, hey, you should check out Bubba's show, see what he's talking about, and, you know, feel out the room and see if it would be okay for you to be able to call in. And guess what? I've worked with Bubba long enough that I know when it's a good time to call in because, and I'm not saying anything bad about Bubba. No, I'm not. He is just a different type of person. Most people that are good at what they do, the people that are considered geniuses in their skill, because that is what Bubba is. So I listened and I was like, yeah, you know what? I can tell that Bubba's in a good mood. So, but I mean that's also not a guarantee. So I called in it rang a lot. But you also got to understand, people, that Bubba runs his own board. He's in the middle of things, mixing stuff, mix minusing everything. And he does not pay attention to the phone sometimes, but that's understandable. I think it may be wrong, maybe 18, 20 times, but he finally picked up. And I was like, holy crap, it's go time. You haven't been on the air with Bubba in a while, so don't fuck it up. And I think I did a pretty good job. You know, Bubba has this laugh. Bubba laughs at stuff, but Bubba has that laugh. And one of the most rewarding things about working on his show, I mean, it's nice to get paid, but what I'm saying is when you get that genuine Bubba laugh, and I don't even have to explain it, if you listen to the show, you just know. Here's the audio from my phone call last night on Twitch, on Bubba Army Radio, on Bubba. One ninety nine. Hello. Hey Hey Baba Tuttle. Just wanted to call and say hi. <laughs> checking out the show. Um took a break from my second workout of the day and just wanted to say hi and tell you I miss you.
2: What do you mean your second workout of the day? Are you training now? Uh well, I mean New Year,
1: um I'm doing my little side hustle uh, and I'm trying to get help.
2: I will I will say I saw a okay, picture of Tuttle. He's uh he's looking better than I've seen him in a long time really physically and mentally well he he, but he knows how to work cuddle knows how to work see now people
1: this is a case of being too good at what you do for a living because i work harder i work harder and i'm not talking about the amount of output i do on a daily basis for my employer i know how to work i see all the angles a lot of people don't give me the credit i deserve Because, yes, I've not made it as far as I should have by this point in my life. But I've worked with some of the greatest radio people in Florida. And I pick up everything. I'm like a goddamn sponge. I take everything in, and I'm learning. I hide in the shadows, and people don't think that I'm taking everything in. They just think I'm along for the ride, but they are a 100% wrong because that's all I do. I know how to work, and that's why sometimes when I do stuff on the air, when I'm being serious, Bubba does not believe me. And I'm not saying that Bubba thinks I'm a liar. It's just he doesn't know what's real or fake with me because I'm so good at working.
2: No, he, he's looking oh, good. Yeah, he doesn't have that. But,
1: Tunnel, you would, you
2: would admit that you are a working motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes. I still work. I haven't lost that ability. At least I have dumb abilities and capabilities. I'm not talking about
2: physically working. I'm talking about knowing how to work, work like a fucking yes, hell of
1: a hand. I man. know that. Come on, Bubba. I didn't forget.
2: <laughs>
1: and if you didn't know what I was talking about when I said Bubba laugh, that genuine Bubba laugh, because Bubba does not give courtesy laughs. If you tell a horrible joke or you say something that's corny, Bubba's gonna fucking let you know about it. He doesn't give you guys free rides when you're on his show. If he
2: laughs, it is funny. He <laughs> just didn't have cancer training.
1: What's up,
2: stinky wazel, twenty-five cut. Well, you know, Tunnel, maybe one of these weeks we could bring you back for like a, a show, like a, you know, what's up, you know, a state of the tunnel deal or something.
1: Listen, guys, I would love that more than anything to kind of do a one-off show to be able to go in and sit in the studio again, especially with Seth and Anna. I've never had a chance to work with Seth. I've heard Anna. I've never met Anna personally, but I'm just worried because I think they're both great people. And yes, I'm in a better mental state right now. I'm not drinking, I have way more self control. But my instincts, my instincts kick in when I'm in a studio. Now, I know you've listened to my radio history. And in the past, I've done nothing but hold the pockets of these other hosts, these other radio personalities. And I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just afraid that I'm going to go in there and be on the show. And I know Bubba is happy with his crew right now, but I'm just telling you right now, I'm not letting anybody punk me out. I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. I would be more than happy to start doing some stuff here and there on the Bubba Radio Network just to be able to plug my podcast, the Tuttle Daily Podcast. But I'm just telling you right now, that work environment at the BRN, not every radio person can work at the Bubba Radio Network. A lot of people are like, oh, I've worked on some really humongous shows. I don't give a fuck what show you've ever worked on in radio. Nothing compares to working at the BRN with Bubba the Love Sponge. And earlier I said instinct, but it's really not instinct. It is just learned behavior because I was not used to to such a tough room when it comes to being in a studio and it hardened me it built me into being able to stand up for myself because i swear to god that studio the brn and and i'm not saying jail or prison like you're locked away No, I'm saying you got to stand up for yourself at the BRN because if you don't, they're going to step all over you and they're going to take advantage of you. And that's why you got to fight back sometimes. And that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that I'm going to go into the studio. I'm worried Seth, because Seth, and I can't blame him, Seth is always down for the content and he's going to mess with me. And I like Seth, but I'm not going to just sit around and hold Seth's pockets. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to defend myself. And sometimes I go a little too far. I'm what you call an ambush predator because I'm not the fastest predator out there. What I mean by fastest, there are some predators that just chase down their prey. I'm not that good. I got to use my brain I sit back, I calculate scenarios, and I figure out my course of action. Hell, one of the most famous ambush predators is a starfish. And you're like, oh, Tuttle, are you comparing yourself to a starfish? Starfish just lays and waits for its prey to come by. And then at the last minute when, oh, hey, that starfish isn't going to hurt me. You know what that starfish does? Spits out its stomach and pulls its prey right in and devours it so yeah i'm like a starfish of radio i will destroy you if you come at me and i don't want that because i like to. i would love to meet anna you want me to be honest i think anna is hot as hell and she's smart That mixture, hell yeah, dude. Now I'm probably creeping on out, but I would love to be able to meet her because you know what? I think I might have a chance with her. I don't know if she has a boyfriend or anything, but I really do think I could seal the deal in my opinion because I'm working out now this nerd is starting to get a little shredded. Not and Listen, I still got a little bit of a pudge on the stomach. Women love the nerds, especially a nerd that's in shape. So that's what I'm gonna go for. But yes, that is my big concern because I don't play well with others, even though I'm in the best mental state I've ever been in in my life. I mean, I would love that man. I'm in such a good place right now. I'm very happy. I catch this show every once in a while. and See what bu- Bubba does not get a lot of credit for is his ear for audio. And the mix minus is a little off on there. I know it's a little bit of a different scenario being on the Friday night show, but I am completely drowned out by the music that's playing in the background. I got to tell you, you got a great team. I was holding you down back in the day. And <laughs> <you> got- <laughs> See, that's another example of that bubble laugh I was telling
2: you about. He knows how to fucking eat- Really, the motherfucker knows how to work. Oh no, as much he, as you try. Tuttle's, Tuttle's a good worker. Yeah.
1: I don't even know. Listen, you got so many new people on the show. Who in the hell is even talking right
2: now? Oh yeah, we got some. The- well, the Friday one ninety nine deal. Just <laughs> a bunch of fucking flim flammers come in here. Uh, flim flammers. That comment Bubba just
1: made was a little bit of an ego check because, as guess what? When I was on the show, I came in for every single goddamn Bubba one ninety nine. I guess I was considered a part of the jobber crew. See, that's babyface, right?
2: No, babyface <laughs> is long gone. He, he fucking liberal, oh, He bled God. himself. Right Off the show. Bubba Roll kicked out. Just
1: like me. He tunneled himself. Yeah. He got yes. kicked off the show. Thank Tuttle, you. I mean,
2: are you. are you, do you regret flipping the fuck out?
1: All right, you know how Bubba said I know how to work? Just look at this baby face. I rubbed Bubba's belly a little bit, and I meant every single thing I said. Old Tuttle would have been like, yeah, fuck you, Bubba. I ain't gonna let you get one over on me. No, you know what I did? I fucking baby face with Bubba, scratched his belly, and look at the results. Yeah, but Bubba, you also got a admit i'm not making excuses i was not in the right mind at that time and i made a mistake i did and i gotta live with that and like i said it all worked out for the best do i regret not being on the show hell yeah you gave me a sweet gig you you, you,
2: you were over and you were over mean, like you. a motherfucker. over you were over buddy
1: Sorry, Tuttle, what, what you were. I got a bad
2: little $100 cash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tuttle, you were over. Far. Way over. Yep, yep. And
1: I I worked myself right out of the biz. <laughs> you,
2: got, yeah, you got chat cancer right out of the biz. You got, you got cha- chat that's cancer, right. but you got your mentals right now. That's what matters. What matters
1: is I don't even know who these dudes are that's talking, but they wanted to call me out for chat cancer. Guess what? I'm pretty sure those two jobbers that I didn't know, because I knew Bubba and Lummy. those are dudes that probably forked over a lot of money on Twitch, and that's how they got into the studio. And I most likely said something to them while I was on the show. So yeah, you kind of showed your hand, people. Exactly. We love you, cousin. Tunnel, listen. You
2: and I always be friends. And you know what? I, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you, tunnel. I wouldn't be surprised that you end up back one of these fucking days. I'm just telling you. The T-Quest. Listen, I work for free. I'll work for bugs. Uh, <laughs> perfect. perfect. You're hired. <laughs>
1: Yes, I'll work for free just for plugs for the Tuttle Daily podcast that can be found on all major uh, podcast platforms, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, <laughs> Tuttle. All of
2: them. Slow down, I'm not going to cut you off, kid. And you're good, buddy. You're good. Karen Larson for five thousand dollars. Karen Larson? <laughs> Tuttle, listen, I went to Tuttle. Girl named Karen Larson. Tuttle, I promise you that will speak this weekend, okay, buddy?
1: Okay, please, guys, do not take this as a burn or I'm throwing spuds at Bubba on this one. I'm not gonna be mad if he does not call me because I've worked with Bubba. A lot of people don't realize this. Shit, I've been with Bubba for over 10 years, on and off. Maybe all together, I'm just being honest, maybe like six or seven. But I've known him, he's known me for over 10 years. I'm not going to be mad if Bubba doesn't call me. It Would it be awesome? Yeah, it would be great to be able to talk to Bubba. But will I be shocked if he doesn't? No, I will not. Bubba's a busy man. Bubba talks all the time. All the fires that Bubba's having to put out. Do you realize... He's probably on the phone more pitting out fires than he is on air. And that's just his life. And I get it. That's why I don't like to call and bother him because Baba does not like to talk on the phone unless he has to. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be mad. Do I expect him to call? If I'm just being honest, no, I don't think I'll get a phone call. But I'm not going to be mad because
3: that's just Baba. Is. That a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh no, wait! It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchuUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchuup.com. StitchuUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Hey, Tuttle Daily Podcast listeners. It's that time again. Charlie Alamo with his weekly... segment? Rambling? Bit? Uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Here's Charlie.
1: I'm excited. Once again, I have the one and only Charlie Alamo on the show, and I want to catch up with him because I know he had a pretty busy week, and it seems like an ongoing theme because always the night before I record with him, he's up to something. And when I talked to him last night, I'm just admitting, dude sounded like he was taking a bong rip as soon as I called him. So what's up, Charlie? Am I right or am I wrong? Bong rip uh, or
0: bong rip? Um, I don't have a bong right now, but yes, I was in the middle of smoking. That's correct. And drinking as well. I was doing both and talking to you. I don't know how I didn't show.
1: Listen, I don't want you to think I'm judging because even though I don't drink right now, I miss it. I had a lot of fun drinking. Now, yeah. do you go, oh, you're drinking the Miller Lite. You're staying true mm-hmm. to the Bubba Army. Um, Now, I was such a hardcore alcoholic at one point that i did not even bother with beer anymore i just went straight to the liquor mhm
0: i've I mean, done you know, that I, as well i mean
1: are you are you to that point right now
0: or are you you know you you'll just have a couple of drinks every once in a while i'll just have a couple of drinks i was to that point of i would say a tail end of last year and then i kind of curbed my drinking back some so now i feel comfortable having a few beers or a few cocktails
1: yeah it can definitely get out of hand real quick and this yeah. is how a drinker's mind mind works because the way i looked at it a lot of beer puts weight on you and you're still you know about 10 years younger than i am but that shit's gonna catch up to you eventually
0: oh yeah i mean
1: you seem like you always have a high metabolism
0: yeah i i am uh i do have a skeleton body
1: Yeah. I mean, what are you, what are you weighing in? What's your measurements? If you were going into a prize fight, what would be the tape
0: measurements on you? Well, luckily I went to the doctor not too long ago and it was 511, 145. I thought you were taller than five eleven. I keep saying,
1: "Well, listen, I've gone and I've always been six foot tall." But you know, I hear you start shrinking around forty, so I might be five eleven right now because I've always,
0: I've always gone with six foot tall. Okay, it does. It's six foot tall sounds a lot better.
1: Yeah, five eleven just seems like, hey, I don't want to. Seem like I'm trying to get an inch, so I'm going to go with 5'11".
0: Yeah, I always lie and tell people I'm 5'10". Why not go an inch under?
1: So, what has been your week? What has your week been like up in Montana this week? Anything interesting?
0: Yeah, the whole COVID thing got ramped up here, and then the governor cleared masks in public, so everybody's got to wear those now.
1: I have no problem
0: with that. I don't either, um, really
1: you know, I mean, are you having to wear them when you're
0: slinging the uh legal marijuana and stuff? Yes, I am all Would the you... time the whole time you're there um when the when in the morning, I don't wear it until we open, and then when we close for that last thirty minutes, I don't wear it when it's just the employees in there because we are social distance anyway, and there's not very many people in there.
1: Let me ask you so a lot of these I know you don't like getting political but why do you think mask became a political statement is it
0: because of Trump you think well I don't really know I maybe because a lot of people that were supporting Trump's were we- er, supporting Trump were wearing masks and shit to begin with so I don't I don't know when that started becoming political I know that it got to a point where people were either totally for it or totally against it. There was no in between. People would hound you if you didn't have one or people would hound you that you had it.
1: That you were wearing one. You know, everybody says America is falling off. We're no longer the superpower we used to be, and we're I think, our, we. yeah, I think our biggest problem in our country is that Americans have become too selfish. And and I'm a big history buff. You know, I'll take you back to World War Two. Everybody sacrificed. Everybody did their part for the war effort back in the day. They sacrificed. Do you really think Americans nowadays would be willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the country? Because I don't think they are.
0: No, I don't. I don't think so either. Everybody wants their check and their momentary right now. They don't. That's why we're kind of in this shape that we're in, because everybody wants the right now. They're not thinking about the future, really.
1: Yeah, everybody wants that right now. And there's so many examples I can give you of that. I also think that's why Americans, you know, we're one of the most obese countries in the world. Oh, yeah. And it has a, has a lot to do with the fast food restaurants we have here. But it also has to do because what happens is Americans want it now as soon as they start something, they want to see results. They want to see a payoff immediately. And that just doesn't happen. And I think a lot of Americans, they, you know, this is one of the things, and I want to hear how you feel about it. I always look at New Year's resolutions as, fuck you, uh, you're never going to do it because you have these big plans. And when the beginning of the new year comes, you do it for a little while and you don't see immediate results. And people just say, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore.
0: Yeah. And realistically, if there's something that you want to achieve, why would you wait to the new year? Why not start now? You You can do
1: it anytime.
0: Yeah. You know, I
1: I've been talking to some of my friends. They look at plateaus. They take things in decades. Like, you know, I've told people this. I had a harder time turning 30 than what I did the age of 40. Because 30, you know, 20s, okay? You go through your teenage years. Hey, I'm still young. When you get into your 20s, you're like, hey, I'm not old, but I know a little bit more. But then when you get to that 30, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm getting older. But 40 was not that bad for me because I looked at it as, hey, I'm not old. I'm not young. I'm kind of in a little bit of a limbo area. And it's time for me me to make changes.
0: For sure. I actually, it's funny that you bring that up. I didn't have that problem when I turned 30. It was this last year when I turned 31. And I was like, what the? Bike. can i can I, I ask why i don't know i don't know why it didn't happen well i know why it didn't happen when i turned 30 because i drank 30 beers on my 30th birthday uh-huh. nobody else that.
1: tell me you filmed this
0: no i did not it was one of those things where it was just kind of a bunch of friends around and somebody got me a 30 rack and i was like well shit i just turned 30 i might as well drink all of them yeah hell yeah so
1: i uh sent you uh an audio clip i wanted you to listen to Vulture. yeah that was pretty cool stuff um so, so Colin let, me, let, let me set it up okay so i was recording my show yesterday and then vulture my producer because i i completely forgot about it he's like hey bubba's doing 199 you should call in and i'm like listen i know bubba you've listened to bubba long a long time right yeah so you know like he's good at what he does and this is how I try to explain it to people people that are good at what they do that are at the top of their game they are very moody like you, you know you see what I'm saying they're just geniuses but
0: you got to be you got to approach them in a certain way does that make sense Yeah, you can't come at somebody like they're a a jobber or somebody green. Yeah, you you can't be yelling at people like that.
1: So I wanted to be able to listen to him first before I called in, and I was like, "Hey, I'm listening to it. Bubba's in a good mood, so I'm gonna call in." So I sent it to you. What? Give me your review. How did you think I did calling in to Bubba 199 last time?
0: First off. The whole Bubba 199 concept is actually pretty cool. I think Bubba actually has fun when he does it, so it sounds good. Um, I don't know why he doesn't just cut liners for one of these rock stations that he works at and have them put a little show together on Saturdays where it's just him voicing it because Oh. I mean,
1: I agree because you followed Bubba around. He was a music guy. He was working at night at XL. He did a lot of that stuff, and he knows how to work it. And unlike most radio hosts, you can appreciate this, he runs his own board. He is a dickler when it comes to how stuff sounds. They mix mine as fading in and out from one song to another. And he he takes pride in that. And I, I actually think he gets a kick out of
0: playing some music. I do as well. That's why the shows are probably as good as they are. Diving into your audio, I'm glad that you did call into it. Uh, call into his show anyway. Um, you gotta, uh, fuck, man. I mean, he puts you over, you put him over. He, the fact that he still appreciates your hustle, and there seemed like there was no animosity between each other, which there shouldn't be. Um, uh, it was a good call, man. It made me happy now, for you, and it made me happy for the show.
1: Now, I mean, I I had the intention, so the, the main reason why I called is not to get back on the show because me, you, Vulture uh, Josh from Canada, we're all working on something right now. We're trying to build something bigger for, for a stepping off point. You know, the way I look at it is if this podcast gets bigger, if we get some type of attention and like, for example, if if somebody said, hey, Charlie, I like what you do on the Tuttle Daily Podcast, and I want to hire you for my radio session. And most Ooh. radio hosts would be upset. They would be like, fuck you, Charlie, you got to show loyalty. You want me to be honest? I would be happy for you, and, and I would love for you to stay, but I would be like, yes, Charlie, you need to take that offer immediately. That's the way I'm looking at this project that we're working on
0: for sure. Yeah, and uh just I don't know, man. You're supportive about it. That's why I want to be on board. Plus being another radio guy, you know about being fucked over in this business.
1: Man, I've been watching. Do you watch a lot of streaming TV? Yeah. Have you do do you watch anything on Apple TV at all or no? The streaming No, I don't
0: have I don't have Apple TV now.
1: I'm going to send you my login. You got to watch. This show came back or came on Premiered in twenty November twenty nineteen on Apple Plus, but it's the show called the Morning Show. Have you heard anything about it? No. Okay, so it's got Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell from The Office. Okay. Okay. Well, in a roundabout no, way, okay. It's it's about yeah. a TV broadcast morning show, okay. And what? Oh, okay. I think I have heard of it. So I know it's not radio, but the similarities between TV and radio just being what happened. Then I'll give you a couple examples, okay? The program director, the executive, the boss, what they'll say, what they'll lie about just to keep you happy and keep you working. Now, another example. The people on the show, they're friends. They'll be talking. They'll be in the same room. And then when one of them walks out of the room, they start motherfucking each other. It, it, it's And I cannot tell you how many times I've found out as soon as I leave the room that they will talk complete, absolute shit about you. And then when you come back, they'll be like, hey, what's what's up, buddy? How you been? They'll act like you're friends. And I don't think people realize what radio and TV is actually like, how cutthroat it is, how everybody has an ego. There's really no friends. I'm not saying that it's not possible to have true friends in radio, but... It's a dime a dozen.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like stand-up comedy. Um, everybody likes each other when they're all on the same playing field, and then when somebody blows up, then they hate you.
1: Yeah, it, it really sucks. And then something else I've learned from this, and I've known this from for a while, but it kind of just backed up everything, especially in TV broadcasting, is the double standard, how men are allowed to age gracefully and they, they get to retire on their own terms. But the women, they have such a short shelf life. And when they yeah. start
0: to get older, it's kind of like, hey, what can we do to push this woman out the door? Exactly. You want to hear a funny story about that? There's a shitty little morning show here in Montana when we used to have cable called Wake Up Montana. And there was this old bat. Wait, ho, ho, ho. Wake up, Montana? I yeah. can't watch this show fast enough. I, th- I think there's clips on their Facebook page. I'll have to find something and, and show it to you. Now it's different, but there used to be this old battle axe on there named Becky Hilliard, and she mm-hmm. and this one dude, like Dave Rice, we used to call him Dave Pork Fried Rice because he looked like he was hammered, would get on there and they would do the news in the morning. Slowly, they started pushing her off, so then she was on the morning show. Then they put her in, like, afternoons doing the updates in between Mari and shit. And then and they
1: weekends, put- they put her on weekends. And
0: then they kicked her the fuck off, dude.
1: And it's just so weird, and you know, I'm not trying to be PC, but when you look at it, it is kind of weird. Even in Hollywood, you'll have to admit, when women start aging, they they don't get the roles that they used to. Like, for example, uh, did you see uh, the, um, what the what was the latest Quentin Tarantino movie? Um the Charlie Man trub- Yeah, once upon a time. Um, everybody talked about oh Brad Pitt was so good, but just being honest, compared to his earlier movies, the dudes looking a little bit older still looks better than me, you or Vulture. But what I'm saying is uh they they he catches a break. Because it's Brad Pitt. He's a guy. I think the was
0: was Margot Robbie because she didn't speak a lick.
1: Yes. That's what I did not like about that movie. Margot Robbie's character was just pointless. Like, you could have taken her out of that movie and it would not have changed the plot of the story.
0: No, they could have had him committing a crime at anybody's house, really, you know.
1: Yes, and that's what did not make sense. Everybody says Once Upon a Time was one of his best. And I got to disagree. I I did not... I mean, it was enjoyable. The last, you know, part of the movie when they came in to the house with Brad Pitt uh, and, and he fucked him up and everything, that, that saved the whole movie. But
0: it just... I don't know. It, it just did not connect with me. Yeah, it seemed like a couple of old aging queens cruising around in a movie, basically. Now, I will say, a lot of people hate
1: Leonardo, Di, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I don't. I I like it. What is your favorite movie? Because I talked about it on the show this week. Uh, he,
0: from what, Leo? He, what, what's that? From Leo? Yeah, from Leo. I let, well, There, he has a bunch of them. I mean, The Beach was great. I remember watching that movie as a kid and being like, this movie's awesome. That does not get enough credit. The Beach was an amazing movie. You know what my now, favorite movie that he did, though? was um, The one where he played um, uh, the guy that um, Jim Carroll, uh, oh. Christ, Basketball Diaries. Yeah, great movie as well, too. But
1: he won the Oscar for best actor in the movie, The Revenant, where, you know, the one where the bear attacks him.
0: Yeah.
1: Did you ever see it or no? Yes. Okay, so the Leo did hardly talk during that movie because the bear fucked up his throat and he couldn't talk to it. So he wins it. Wolf of Wall Street was his best movie. His acting in that was brilliant. Now, my favorite... Now my favorite Leo movie though was uh, what's he in eating? Giver grape? No, Inception. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. So um, but back to the Bubba audio, and I, I don't know if you got this, okay? And it just shows how much I've changed because if you if you if you listen, you heard him say, "Hey Total, do you regret? You know, you had a great gig, you know, and and you you flaked out and." old Tuttle would have been like, you know what? Screw you, man. You kind of, you, you were kind of asking for it, but you want to know what I did now that I'm clear headed. And that's the thing about it. When you're younger in the business, if you just sucked a little dick, and I'm not saying literally sucked a little dick, but if you just worked and kind of, you know, rubbed the belly of the bosses, the PD, the host, or whatever, we would both be further along in our careers. And then when Bubba said that, you know what I said? I was like, yep. Yeah. And, and I wasn't just saying it to, you know, get the plugs. I was doing it because, yeah, you're right. I was in a bad place, and I just freaked out. I had a great thing going, and Baba gravitated towards that.
0: Yeah, I don't think but Bubba came off great in that. It was the peanut gallery that he had in on the show—the fucking the ring of that you don't know who's who. But and
1: and I talked about this. A lot of them were like, "Oh, total, you got Chad cancer." Well, let's be honest, those Do dudes. Those dudes that were in there were most likely people that donated a lot of bits. And they, they paid to be able to hang out in the studio
0: that night. Yeah. I well, would think. Listen, some people don't have talent. That's how you got to fucking get into a studio. Some people have talent and can get into a studio. So who knows? It's just weird, and I I don't think people
1: realize they, they hear what me and you talk about, and like oh it can't be that bad. Listen, we both love radio, yes. but it's also and and I say this we love
0: radio more than radio loves us. Oh yeah, we're radio, we're literally radio cucks. We just let it go and <laughs> cheat on you know, with other people, and then come back and we still hug it at night.
1: Yo, yeah, 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 we, we're in the corner.
0: Y- you know, it, it all depends on how far you want to take it, but...
3: Well,
0: let's just say we're in an office, there's a camera rolling, brother. Oh, I'll be in my office if you need any. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But
1: I would want to be in the room. There's
0: a couple other coming out, too. That fucking <laughs> stupid lie. Yeah. Got but it. I'm
1: just saying, if I'm going to see my chick getting screwed, I'm going to be sitting in a chair in the corner, maybe, you know, you know, taking care of myself and stuff. At least I got to be able to get something out of it.
0: If I'm going to watch my chick go with another dude, I'm going to be sitting in the corner like Arnold Schwarzenegger in fucking True Lies when he's smoking the cigar with the little tape player. Doing this
1: is why I did.
0: This is why I love you, Charlie.
1: And I know a lot of people are going to, like, brag on me about this. But I got to tell you, Jamie Lee Curtis, in that movie, now, I, I need to research this. If that was Jamie Lee Curtis's body, where she's dancing,
0: yes. the bitch is tight. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, she is. Go back and watch uh, Trading Places, where she's the hooker. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm glad you bring that up.
1: What happened to Eddie Murphy? Because He's coming back. Yes, he is. Because I love it when I see classic movies. There's those movies. You have that movie
0: anytime you see it on TV that you'll stop and watch it every single time? Basically any John Candy movie. Yeah. What is your favorite John Candy movie? Probably Uncle Buck. I mean... Great Out, Great Out, Great Outdoors for me. They're both, you know what? I love them both so much. They're so great. I mean, I love every character that he played, except for, it sucked that he, the last movie that he did was such a shitter. Wagon's East. Oh,
1: Wagon's West or East or whatever. Yeah.
0: See, oh, isn't wait. it funny? What that was it see, Canadian bacon. I like Canadian bacon. Um, it had a bunch of big name people in it. But that Wagon Z's one was kind of yeah. shitty. Don't you find it kind of crazy that he died making a Western movie and the like the last starring movie that Chris Farley was in was Almost Heroes, where he was they were trying to beat Lewis and Clark, which is probably oh, my only like, starring
1: movie. Was the John? Was that the John? Or, uh, or, goddammit it, was that the one where he was climbing up the tree to get the
0: eagle's egg out yes. of it? Yeah, And yeah, all yeah. Michelle. yeah, that was yeah. a Christopher Guest movie. The guy from Spinal Tap, and he did all those great documentaries, like Waiting for Guffman and stuff. He's fantastic. Is there a better comedy duo than Spade and Farley? Um, no, they were like the '90s version of uh, like Laurel and Hardy, you know. When you think about it, they didn't do as many films, but they certainly had that kind of chemistry. What was your favorite, Tommy Boy or Black Sheep? I'm it's just gonna say Tommy Black. Boy. I'm just gonna say Black Sheep because everybody says Tommy Boy. I love them both, but I, I used the line the other day when the cop pulls him over. He's like, wanted to Nevada for banging horses. They got him out of this state faster than. 10 miles an hour you know farley does
1: not get the credit everybody yeah. looked at him as that that out of shape guy and for a big man i gotta tell you he was he could move quicker than me
0: or you he's very nimble he,
1: yeah like i give people a prime example like uh during that famous um the Chippendale skit that he did with, uh, what's his yes. name? Swayze. Patrick Swayze. His, his physical comedy, I
0: thought he did it better than anybody. Yes, for sure. I, You know what? I love all the Farleys. Kevin, Chris, um, what's that other one? I can't remember the taller Farley. Oh, I don't want to forget him because he kicks ass too. But anyway, I'm just like all, all the Murrays, how could you hate bill murray there's those comedians
1: that that turn to actors that are just american treasures. now i know tom hanks isn't a comedian but i look at tom hanks as an american treasure i will watch anything he's ever in but bill murray though the dude listen even his bit parts I will say that Bill Murray has the best cameo appearance ever in a movie. Do you know which one I'm talking about without even having to tell you? Land. Yeah, I thought that cameo appearance. I was in the movie theater. I watched that,
0: and people lost their goddamn minds. Yeah, I remember watching uh, when the movie Life Aquatic came out when he plays like the Jacques Cousteau type character and he's, who, he's smoking a joint outside the thing and uh, tries to offer it to the one dude. And it's fucking, great. Just fucking who, great. Who was the writer and director of all those movies? Cause Bill uh, Murray. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Wes Anderson. Yeah, now. He did a lot of them.
1: You know who, you know what movie kind of reminded me of what Wes Anderson does? What? Wes, did you have a chance to see Jojo Rabbit?
0: Uh, no, but everybody's been telling me to watch it. I know what happens in it, so.
1: I mean, it, it's, it's, it just the way that it's shot.
0: Uh, it was so good. Uh, the only, hell, Jo-Jo,
1: the only but, JoJo
0: movie I want to watch is JoJo Dance. Your life is calling the fucking Richard Pryor movie. <laughs> All right. Now that you're bringing up comedians, who oh, yeah. is,
1: who is, you think the top dog and all time when it comes to comedy, standout comedy. Like
0: living or dead, or you just mean of all time? Any of them, any of them, all time. I mean, Christ, there's so many people, but there's like, it's kind of hard because like people like Lenny Bruce and stuff like that, they were important, but to go back and listen to some of their stuff, unless you really appreciate their craft, you're not really going to get it. But you know, like Richard Pryor for sure, I mean, Rodney Dangerfield, Rodney Dangerfield's story alone is fucking great. The man didn't make it until really later on in life, just proving to people, don't fucking, you know, don't quit on shit. Look at Leslie Nielsen, another guy that's not a comedian, but he didn't yeah. make it later on, Then he became batshit crazy.
1: That really Sparks movie that Rodney Dangerfield
0: did. Oh, yeah, that was bad. I, I, that was one of my favorite. I mean, Back to School was brilliant. I love it. I loved Back to School. I loved Kennison in that.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. Do you um, – I've never – I've heard Ron Bennington. I've never gotten the whole story. You know that he was running with Sam Kennison at yeah, one he time.
0: Would, yeah, he was touring with the uh, Disciples, right?
1: Yeah, Disciples of Comedy type deal. Mm-hmm. And I could only imagine what they did behind the scenes because I heard, you know, During that time, cocaine was really
0: popular. I was going to say, I bet it involved a Glad bag full of something white (laughs) and a lot of drinking. So, but now let me ask you.
1: So, if you listen to that audio, yes, Baba said. Now, I'm not going to be mad at him. I don't want people to think that I'm bashing him. But he said he's going to call me this weekend. What? Yes or no? Do you
0: think he will actually? call me um i hope that he does do i think that he will probably not but if he that's, does then that'll be crazy i
1: mean that's my feeling like i said i'm not gonna be mad that's no. just bubba
0: i think you guys had a great exchange i mean shit you made him pop a few times when you're like there's so many people here i don't even know who the fuck i'm talking to yeah yeah that That and when you said that you were, uh, you're the reason why the show was going downhill. He fucking popped on that too.
1: Yeah, I mean, just being
0: self-deprecating. But it usually get the laugh. But it wasn't like poor pitiful me self-deprecating. It was fucking funny self-deprecating the way that you shot off the line. So yeah, I thought it was a good fucking a good little segment that you did there, man.
1: Yeah. All right, Charlie. Well, I really appreciate the time, man. What do you got going on? The rest of the weekend? What's your plan for the rest of the day?
0: Um, I'm not sure, man. I'm gonna decompress, write some stuff down, maybe work on some shit if I can get some fucking quiet time. Um I was reading before I fucking we wrapped this up that did you see the Bob and Tom got thrown off the air in uh Pierre, North Dakota? No, for what? Because they were doing because, you know, Tom Griswold thinks he's fucking hilarious and he's really just an old daughtering fool. And he was making
1: can we yeah. back up here? I thought yeah. one of them left. I thought, like, one God's of them... gone. Okay, but they still call it Bob and Tom?
0: Yeah, why do they still call it Kid Craddock?
1: Yeah, I know. I That shit's
0: that, that's weird to me. Dude, have you ever, like, I was running the board for a while at um, the, uh, like, hit music station here, and I had to listen to that shit in the morning. I, if somebody actually gets entertainment from that, I don't ever want them to listen to any of the stuff that I do ever because no, they will because never get any of my humor.
1: No, they're not going to get it. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, they have a lot of comedians on their show. A lot of that stuff is, none of it is off the cuff. It's all, no, it's all set
0: up. Yeah, it's all set up, all pre planned. So, there's a great um Kevin Pollock back in the day was on Opie and Anthony and he was talking about how he didn't like doing Bob and Tom because they wanted him to do material.
1: Yeah, dude, I working on the monsters, the quickest way a comedian would get just one segment. I'm not even talking a full segment. I mean it mm-hmm. would be very short, is if they started like you because you can tell when a comedian will say something that gets you to say something so they can go into their material.
0: And it just, it sucks. The only person that could get away with that, and he did it just a little bit, was when Rodney would go on like Howard and stuff like that. But it's Rodney Dangerfield, for Christ's sake.
1: But that's, listen, that's the thing about Rodney. He didn't tell stories. I mean, he did a little bit. But Mm -hmm. it was rapid fire. It was like, set up, joke, set up, joke set up joke and you just got peppered with that you would get you know when most comedians like in a minute would maybe tell one or two jokes you could get at least five or six in a minute from rodney Dangerfield. Ten, if you go see jackie martling yeah i love jackie I, you, know, you want to know what i i he had his funny moments but what made me laugh the, the most, and a lot of people don't realize this, because you would hear, like, Howard hitting on something controversial, maybe somebody dying or something, and you would hear Jackie laughing. A lot well, of people thought that was live, yeah. but it was, I mean, they would, they would play a lot of that audio. I, at least I think they would. And they would. That,
0: that would make me laugh the most. The the things that made me that make me laugh now going back and listening to it is when you hear you can hear Jackie throwing the paper to Howard and Howard reads the joke and then Jackie just laughs hilarious big laugh off mic and you can tell that oh, it's, it's easily a joke. Jackie joke.
1: Yeah, it's his joke. Um we had we had uh Craig Gass.
0: Did you like Craig Gass? Yeah, I um out of the people that were aud- auditioning for the Jackie chair, he wouldn't have I been wanted a- Craig to get it. Yeah, he wouldn't have been bad. Now who was the guy, uh, we've talked about this, I forget.
1: That's how unimportant, the guy that punched stutter, and John. Oh, A.J. Benza.
0: Yeah. I don't, I never thought him, I never thought he was funny. No, I didn't either. Have you, Um, he was on Joey Diaz's podcast not too long ago. I mean, the guy could tell good stories and stuff, but yeah, I didn't find him to be very funny now. Yeah, I, I really didn't like him that much. And now... Oh,
1: we talked about this. I I like Bill Burr. Bill Burr does not get enough credit, in my opinion.
0: No, Bill Burr's the reason why I, why I finished watching uh, Breaking Bad because I wasn't going to. I'm probably the only person that was like, uh, I like Better Call Saul better because I'm a Bob Odenkirk fan.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't get that because comedy is subjective because mm-hmm. some of the stuff that they wrote was some of the weirdest, goddamn comedy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's so just what, what was that? Um, Ghosts of Washington or whatever the. What was that? Um, goddamn it, I forget. But yeah, who was his partner? He wrote with. Uh, David Cross. Yes, David Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that stuff was brilliant. Um, what do you? Uh, I smoked a little bit too much weed before I came on here, so that's why I'm having a
0: brain fart. Um, See, and I smoked a little too, and then it made me think better. Oh, I've re- I remember. What do you think of Eric Andre? Eric Andre? I like Eric Andre. I haven't watched his new special, but I think his fucking show is pretty that cool. Joe, and- I know
1: a lot of it was set up, but jo- I love uncomfortable comedy. That's yeah. what I love. I love making people uncomfortable. Because I
0: just love to sit back and just bathe in the uncomfortableness. So you must love when you walk into a room, man. Yes, I love it. I
1: love making people uncomfortable. And I I get a kick out of it. And I know, like you've talked about, sometimes I'll do Mm -hmm. shit to make myself laugh.
0: I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks about it. Oh, yeah, I do it all the time at work. nobody gets it though because they're all i was like the other day i finally it finally fucking hit me i was like holy shit i'm the only person here that was actually a child in the 90s all these people were like either born or not born yet the oldest person there was born in like 94 yeah what the fuck all right charlie if people want to check you out how can they do that if you go to uh puddle.net everything's there Watch Tuttle stuff. I'm not Bubba.
1: You don't have to pit me over. You ain't got a baby face with me.
0: Oh, hang on. Donkey Teeth with another thousand bits. Donkey Teeth actually texted after I got off the air. We we went with Bubba (laughs) last night. He was like, hey, man, thank you. And I'm like, oh, dude, I haven't heard from you since I've been off the show. Yeah, because you don't, yeah. He's like, he's not bringing anything to the Tizable
1: yeah
0: all right charlie well i really appreciate it uh and okay. any chance
1: we get to record i'm down i am the biggest okay. charlie alemo mark awesome i need some i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the middle of the ring i'm gonna lay the strap down for you and you just have to take it because you are the new age You are going to be taking over, even though I'm like nine or ten years older than you. You're going to be the one that's going to, you know, take over my gig, and they're going to kick me out like I'm old, used up. That's why you're working in Tampa type deal.
0: I love that line. I used it the other day, and nobody knew what the fuck I was talking about.
1: (laughs) All right, Charlie. Well, I'll talk to you uh,
0: sometime in the next couple of days to report some more stuff with you. Absolutely. Thank you, Vulture, for everything. And uh, thank you, Tuttle. All right, man. See you.
3: Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising.
1: All right. Welcome back, guys. Before I wrap up the show, I want to hit on something I talked about earlier, and that's with Bubba. Bubba said with his own mouth, his own words said he could see me sitting in on a show. He also promised he'll call me this weekend. But if you'd like to help me out, if you'd like to hear me back on for a one off show on the Bubba Love Sponge show, email him show at BTLS. Send it. Be nice. Just say, hey, I would love it if you brought tunnel All right, guys, going to wrap things up. Make sure you check Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. Check out my video page, which is my YouTube. The subscribers, as well as this podcast, are going through the roof. You can do that by going to TuttleTV.com. Hit the subscribe button. And while you're there, very important, hit the bell button. Because when you hit the bell button, it's going to alert you anytime I upload stuff or go live from my phone. Questions or comments, you can do that by emailing me, Tuttle at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help out the cause, even a dollar will help. I write everybody back. You can do that by going to my PayPal account, PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Hope you guys have had a great weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315Live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchuUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by JCVoiceOverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, slash Tuttle on the Radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
2: Ayo
1: Terry, what going on?